the the sad thing is that I I I used to enjoy arguments, but somehow they there's a new breed of stubbornness growing yeah. that it's like uh, you you they really can't uh, either. It's like I'm not here to actually exchange ideas. I am here to hear you say that I'm right and that you're wrong, uh, and it's they just focus on that and it's terrible for me seriously I, I I've grown so frustrated about stuff like that like uh, I remember uh, a month ago I think I, I went into an argument uh, regarding the new Guilty Gear excerpt uh, video game it's done you know with soul shading techniques it's 3d that looks like 2d and it's awesome I mean it, it really had me fooled uh, if not for following the development of another game that actually used the same engine, uh, I, I wouldn't have been aware of that. Uh, and the thing is that this guy kept saying, but it's not 3D. I'm like, yeah, it's 3D, soul shaded. It's like, it's not 3D. I'm like, here are the specs of the machine. This is how they're making it. This is the, the producer's blog of, on how they did it step by step, but it's not 3D. I'm like, ah. And that, that sort of, person with that sort of personality it's all over the place these days and i'm getting scared i actually feel very inclined to not speak my mind at all anymore because yeah. it's people just keep looking for stuff that makes you you know something ist for instance or something ism uh, you know people just take offense at everything and don't accept a different uh, answer other than you're right and i'm wrong Right. It, regardless of just finding out how things actually work. So I'm ah. Yeah, ah. nobody nobody argues principles anymore. They take up a side that has a name to it like like you know how how politics are argued now and they just they pick a side and they stick to it and they're stubborn and they won't listen and it's just really annoying. Oh, I, I don't mention that. I'm getting close to elections here as well and there's the independent party now, and they say, because what do you want to vote for a left-winged uh, political party that is all corrupt, or or a right-winged political party that it's more of the nonsense of it not doing the same? At least you can vote for us, and you know who you're voting. And like, how about voting for a political party that actually gets things working? Regardless of you know left or right or anything, it's like these aren't soccer teams. We right. just want the country to fucking work. Or the best and, guy for the job, you know. Yeah, we made a team made of the best people fit for the job. Uh, yeah. You know, just get people who know how to do things to do their thing. Mm -hmm. But they're not worried about that anymore. They're just worried about winning the election. Like, just fucking run the country. I, I don't care if you're a false left wing or a, or a false right wing. I, I just want the country to work. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> ah, but I, I, that's the thing. It's, it's all, you know, teams, sports teams. And, and it, it doesn't matter uh, what's at stake anymore. It and doesn't that's matter just who we are. Me. What matters is our plan. <laughs> God. <laughs> ah, but that's it. Okay, uh, no, let's, um, what, what, what's our current status? Can we get the ball rolling? Because, you know, I'm... Yes, oh, yes, right, right, right. yes, 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 yes. So, yes sorry yes, about yes. all that. I, I no, no, no. We, 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 we needed the pre-show anyways, because the pre-show is, pre is always gold. 
The pre-show is always gold, you know? The, the penis is evil. Okay, we ready to go? What? It's action. It's drama. It's comedy. It's Desean, the superhero webcomic. Desean has superhero antics and sexy girls. Catch updates weekly at Desean.com and NoSuperPants.com. Hello and welcome again to Animation Aficionados. Uh, tonight we're doing, an, doing the anime grab bag. And, uh, of course, you know my co-host, T's Mr. Neil. Hello, folks. Oh, come on, Neil, that was just I, funny. I couldn't think of anything. None of these it's shows anime grab bag. I, I know, we, but none of these shows have like anything a that phrase. doesn't make us look like a weebo. <laughs> and, and also with us is animator extraordinaire Pablo Prano. Sugoi desu desu stuff. <laughs> Better. Because <laughs> that's not we at all. Okay, better. Okay, and uh, let's get uh, let's get this ball uh, rolling. Uh, ne- Neil, um, since this is your grab bag, let's start grabbing. Okay, well, let's start with uh, all-purpose cultural cat girl, Nuku Nuku. Oh, yes. <laughs> this, yes. Show, this show, I will admit it's like a total guilty pleasure because uh, <laughs> it's about a robot girl who's in high school... First of all, she's like, she's a teenager, but she has like the mind of maybe a three-year-old because she has the brain of a cat, which is a long story in itself. So she's supposed to be kind of sexualized, but she's also kind of stupid. It's like so many ways you could go wrong. And it's like, you would, you would rather admit that you like, you like fapping to Sailor Moon than admit you like watching this, but it's still, it's, I like it because it's a funny show and it, it actually comes in three, three different incarnations and like. Uh, one one was just like a short OVA series that was you know kind of kicked it oh, off and then and then there's like a four I'm I'm sorry what no it's uh, it was four OVAs that's all I was saying <laughs> oh okay and then the next was the TV series that was uh <laughs> the TV series is pretty good because there's there's like all these wacky like high school kids that she that she knows and like there's one guy who can't who doesn't say anything unless he sings it and there's like the one like spooky girl and like and like the one popular girl who's got like the two kiss ass friends who like always say that whatever she says is right and then like there's the third one and that's the one that's like i've never quite made it through because it's it's weird and it's yeah and they fight crime yeah she's yeah in the third one she's more adult. the love interest yeah the love interest is her brother but it's not her brother in that series but still it's strange that did that and the mm-hmm. two antagonists that always chase her around they they swap their heads for some reason. It, and they also like, swap the the hair color for Nukunuku. She's green haired. Yeah, she's green haired and she got and she's got red eyes, which is very strange. And it, it has a more serious tone, which is weird because uh, in the particularly in the in the TV series when they start introducing it and it's like, oh, now she goes to high school and she fights crime, and and then Ryunosuke, you know the 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 kid brother goes wait a minute that's not how it went with the ovas and the manga that's completely different yes that's right <laughs> and they go let's just let's go with it fourth wall breaking <laughs> all over the place oh my god oh my god and we have masked villains and and robots of the week yeah and the mother was the villain in the or i guess it was like in both the, the original ova and the tv series wasn't it yeah, only in the OBA, the 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 mother was more of a just trying to get the kid back to work. But here, it's strangely like they're still living together, and, but she's a stereotypical villain with a secret identity. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, it's it's one fan series. 
I, I, I actually based one of my first original characters uh, around the fact that Nuku Nuku was one of the first anime characters I tried stubbornly to learn how to draw. Which is <laughs> <Just> weird. <laughs> but that's it. <laughs> but that's it. <laughs> the, the, the tender story of uh, a boy and his cat and a multimillionaire weapons factory <laughs> company. A boy and a cat who's also his sister and a robot. <laughs> oh my god. Great animation on the OBA. Yes, very good. The TV mm-hmm. series obviously took a step down, but it was still pretty good. Yeah. And like I said, the third show, decent. I didn't watch enough of it. I haven't seen any episodes. I only saw pictures in magazines talking about it. And I was like, ah, it's yeah, like, I, why I just did can't, you change this? I just can't make it through it. It's it's like, this is this is wrong. It's all wrong. Stop it. <laughs> it's like I keep wanting uh, her to wake up and, and have it all be a dream and just, well, just go back to the old show. Oh, One of the reviewers, well, a reviewer on the magazines says something like, these OBAs, Nuku Nuku Dash, they answer a question that no one asked. Which is, how would Ryunosuke's and Nukunuku's relationship would be if they were a romantic relationship? It was like, but no one actually ever wanted to see that. No. Oh, nice. <laughs> so is this, all, is this going to be all my picks, or did you guys have anything? I'll, I'll, let, you, I'll let you do most of the picks, Neil. Okay. Yeah, you started it. <laughs> yes, you did start it, Neil. Okay, I guess I'll jump to... Animation Runner Karomi. I don't know that at all. Yeah, Animation Runner Karomi is... It's basically a girl who finds herself in the in the anime industry and she, through a series of, uh, of just wacky adventures, has to produce, like, a TV show. And, um, you know, there's, like, there's like all uh, all these goofy characters that work with her. Like, one one's, like, the big fat mouth breather and... One's the chain smoking, uh, you know the 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 girl who kind of is uh, very relaxed and maybe doesn't take her job too seriously, and then there's like there's like the I don't know there's like there's like a girl who like is having a problem with her husband and there's another girl who who is like really you know uh, nervous about her work and like very bashful and only so and the thing is. She can't. Karomi can't get any of these people to work unless, like, she starts uh, appealing to all their neurotic uh, tendencies. Like, she has to to get the mouth breather into into the studio. She has to like uh, to like basically steal his shit and take it to the office. And like the the, <laughs> the woman, the, the woman who who's like who's like really you know bashful about her work. She just has to like just deluge her with compliments and then all of a sudden she starts working and then like the other girl who has a problem with her husband you know she karomi just sits there and basically lets her unload while suddenly she starts producing like page after page after page so it's 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 kind of a funny uh meta story about how the animation uh, uh how the animation uh industry industry in japan works <laughs> and uh i recommend it it's it's one of my favorites I just wrote it down. It's it's yeah. a very interesting topic to me. In particular. Yeah, and there's actually a sequel. In the sequel, there's like this, there's this guy who who comes to the studio and he basically takes over. And um, I'm trying to think of who who to really. It's basically like if Acom took over and like suddenly they start producing shit and and Karomi, 
you know, she she's just about to give up, and then at the very end, she's like, "No, we're gonna do this right, goddammit. And so that that's a good that's a good one too. It's like two, I at least two. I don't know if they made a third. <laughs> well, that sounds like an interesting one. Yeah. yeah, it is very interesting. It's if you're really into animation, into the animation industry, you know, you should check it out for sure. And it's I think the yeah I think the voice acting was uh, for for the English adaptation it was done at Taj, so it's got the uh, the voice of Lena Inverse as the lead role. <laughs> Sounding exasperated like like always. Yes. No, it's actually uh, the Japanese Lena Inverse is the voice for Nuku Nuku, and she actually even sang the ending themes. Oh, wow. Wow. Megumi Hayashibera, if I recall correctly. It's, it's been years since I've read my anime magazines. That sounds like that sounds like a name, all right. <laughs> That's a person's name, all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, I guess I guess this next one I have is uh, one of my picks for what to actually recommend to people who like maybe aren't into anime, but they like they do like watching cartoons and maybe want to watch something a little more grown up. Uh, Golgo Thirteen. Well, of and, course oh. Neil would say Golgo Thirteen <laughs> because Golgo Thirteen it it's not really what you would normally. Go- uh, think of when you think of anime because anime i mean there's a perception of the west that anime is really like really like weeabooey and and full of cat girls and you know like nuku nuku but this one is <laughs> it's basically like if uh if james bond was an assassin and, well he was <laughs> well yeah <laughs> but this guy he's just like all business like doesn't doesn't give a shit about anyone and just kills 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 and like no one can catch him and it's just it's fucking great i love there's two movies and there's a there's a tv series that i haven't seen yet and what i love is that uh he's just such a there's like the one there's the one kill he has to get in the one movie where he's got a he's got to kill a guy that's on that's on the top floor of a skyscraper so like the police get wind of this and they surround the skyscraper they're like there's no way he can get this guy without us knowing about it and and then there's like one building that's like there's like one building that's like perfectly like it's within i'm trying to basically there's two buildings one 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 has the one has the target and one has Golgo 13 in it and there's actually a building in the middle and they're like and the police suddenly realize wait a minute what if he shoots through the building in the middle <laughs> and, they, and they go and sure enough that's what Golgo 13 does and it's just like he's that much of a badass that he can make that shot i, I love that he's like he's just like unstoppable and one of the jokes that I always made was that Golgo 13 is such a badass because in the Golgo 13 NES game, you know, he, 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 he smokes and he gains health. And like, as, as, oppo- <laughs> as opposed to like even Metal Gear, where, Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, where Snake smokes and, and he loses health. No, Golgo 13 gains health from smoking. <laughs> and Golgo 13 is also the guy who, you know he has he has a sex scene in his NES game and I'm and I'm like how the hell did he do that and I have the answer it's because the the Nintendo sensors were so afraid that if they said anything the cartridge might pop out of the system and kill them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I mean this he he had the GoGo 13 NES game had the jump and shoot buttons reversed and nobody complains about it ever because, you know, again, <laughs> the cartridge will pop out of the system and kill them. <laughs> it's like, don't don't piss off Golgo 13. 
<laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's like there's, there's there's like Go Go Thirteen facts like Chuck Norris facts. Yeah, he's he's more <laughs> badass than Chuck Norris. Ooh, I I don't know if you can say that. Well, I don't. I wouldn't want to cross. Uh, I would. I wouldn't want to cross Duke Togo, so I'm gonna say that. Okay. And you know, there's at the end of the Queen Bee movie, he. The thing is, he has to kill. He's commissioned to kill Queen Bee, but he actually ends up helping her throughout the movie. But he's still got to kill her, so he kills her at the end. And as she's dying, she's like, "Okay, now you go kill the guy who commissioned you to kill me." And then she dies, and he could have just taken the money and left. Like, who the hell is gonna say anything? No, he goes and kills the guy anyway. So I'm like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god. They're great movies. It's just. It's like bloody as hell, but not like ridiculous like MD guys or anything. It's just uh, very yes. solid action movies. It's like <laughs> if you ever, I'm tired of like all these all these studios that are trying to ad, do adaptations of like other animes like Speed Racer and Dragon Ball. Like, why the hell would you do that? No, do an adaptation of Golgo 13. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> and put you could put even put him in the Expendables. Just find some guy who looks like him and put him in there. Of course, he'd just kill everyone else. <laughs> the expendable uh, so many what if you get Jack Norris to you know dye his hair and shave his beard and play Golgo 13 well he Maybe. was already in expendables I know because that's sort of the scene that came to my mind when you said of putting him in expendables <laughs> it's like oh he's holding back <laughs> <laughs> I heard you were bitten by a snake, yes. And after three weeks of agony, the snake died. <laughs> oh, God. Uh. So, so the next one I have here is uh, Burn Up W and Burn Up XS. Burn oh, Up w, yes, love it. Burn yes, Up W yes, is yes. an OVA, and then it the this TV series Burn Up XS is sort of a sequel, but I think I think there's some goofiness that it does. It's not. It's not quite canonical, so it doesn't really. There, work. There's actually even a, a, another TV series sort of remake reboot that's actually more serious, I think. Yeah, that one's not as fun, or at least as far as I've gotten into it, it's not fun to watch. Uh, but what I I regret the most is that that it went sort of a similar way with uh, Bubble Gun Crisis 2040. You know, with the mm -hmm. character designs that went from Kenichi Sonoda to random pioneer character design. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that that was an era that was a bit dull to look at. It, it has its own strengths, but still, it's like, it just looks so much fun. But go on. Keep talking about it, please. <laughs> yeah. Well, the you know, I can't remember any of the goddamn characters' names, goddamn it. It's one of these that has, like, all Japanese names, so I, it immediately, if I haven't watched it for a couple months, I lose it. But basically, the main characters—it's all female cops. But the main field, mm -hmm. female character is like, is like really an airhead and irresponsible, and she's like constantly low on money. So she's like selling her underwear to like perverts and shit. It's <laughs> yes. it's really, really strange. And it's every every episode <laughs> is just like one goofy episode after another, and then until like. There's this like a two a two part episode in the OVA series where like her best friend gets shot and it's like a really strange 180 degree turn in in the series as far as like uh, 
tone goes because it it goes from being this like really lighthearted comedy to be really fucking serious. <laughs> and I, I guess the yeah the police headquarters is uh is completely shut down and taken over by this terrorist group, and they have to go through the series they have to go through the building and hunt them down. It's like a really it's like suddenly it's an eighties Bruce Willis action movie for some reason, and then it goes back to being silly. Oh but, my god! But uh, yeah. The main character is played by Amanda Winley, which means that it's completely fucked up and full of dirty jokes. And you know, one of the better ADV productions. It's like when when they weren't trying to be super, you know, literal with everything, they were instead just trying to be as gross and funny as possible. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. You know what? There's also like uh, there's also a show that's just called Burn Up. It's just one episode. And the main character in that ends up being like the police commissioner in the in the rest of the series. And I didn't catch that the first time. I'm like, because at first it seems like they're totally unrelated. And then I'm like, wait a minute, that's supposed to be the main character. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. <laughs> yes, that does sound like a good pick. Uh, yeah. Pablo, you got some picks too, so we can sort of like pepper this out. Um. Yeah, I, I've got some. Uh, it's just that I, I had to trim it down like a lot because it. Uh, I realized that most of the of the animation, uh, Japanese animation that uh, I followed the closest was mostly 80s and 90s. Uh, so I tried to, you know, spice it up for the new generations with some <laughs> more recent titles. Uh, but I'll, I'll try to mention some uh, unknown anime for, you know, that's not as mainstream as at least these days. In order to, you know, get people interested in them. Uh, Absolutely. So, for instance, uh, I, I want one, one of my wrap back here is Ghost Sweeper Mikami. Uh, it was served here with a Latin American dub. It was great. Uh, it's about uh, this gorgeous, uh, hilariously long-legged uh, redhead exorcist slash. Uh, she's a ghost sweeper. Which is sort of like a Ghostbuster slash Exorcist slash I don't know what else, but the thing is that she runs this agency. She's all about the money, uh, and she has this extremely uh, low-paid intern called Yokoshima, who's mm-hmm. only there because he loves her slash uh, lasts for her mostly lasts for her. Uh, he. And he's always trying to, you know, sneak a peek and stuff like that. And uh, and there's also this uh, assistant that's a totally unpaid intern uh, who is a, a ghost that actually shows up in one of the first episodes who chooses not to go beyond and just sticks around. Uh, and there's also like a, a other rival exorcists. Uh, and one of my favorite characters, which is Dr. Chaos and Maria. Dr. Chaos is uh, an alchemist, a very powerful one, who's mm. lived like uh, 500 years or stuff like that. Wow. Uh, but the thing is that the human mm. brain can only accumulate uh, so much information. Uh, and given that he has lived in, like five times the life of a normal man, uh, his brain has to forget some things in order to learn new ones. And... So he has mostly forgotten most of his, you know, grandiose alchemist uh, skills because he has to learn how to, you know, drive a car or take a bus, stuff like that. And he built uh, this highly advanced android called Maria, uh, 
which is far beyond any technology done today, but he completely forgot how he made her. So now he's mostly like this crazy old man with stupid, sometimes take over the world skins oh. and that no one takes seriously. And there's also, you know, another friend of the Mikamis from her youth, which is another sort of ghost weeper, uh, which has sort of like a small army of ghost spirit creatures that follow her around and they're barely de very dependent on on the emotions that she has so if she sort of gets stressed or anything uh, her creatures go out of control and you know chaos ensures and and there's also a father i can't remember his name but he's you know the, the classic exorcist type character with pete who is a vampire but a good vampire who's not into, you know, he's trying to stop his, <laughs> he's trying to stop one of his uh, ancestors uh, that wants to take over the world. But it's he's so old that he doesn't have a whole worldwide map. He has a, a map that's like Europe and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> because he's a very outdated vampire. <laughs> <laughs> and Well, basically, the it, most episodes are very, you know, uh, one shots uh, in nature you know they start begin they go from for different cases and they just have to solve it it's like oh there's this ghost in in a mall and he just won't leave and they have to go in there and you know stop him exercise him out and the character dynamics are what just makes you laugh your ass off especially of yokoshima because he's just this pervert that has no money to leave or even buy ramen noodles but it's all worth it because he can peek at her while she's showering and stuff like that uh it's it's a nice comedy and uh here it has enough success to warrant at least a couple of cosplayers uh it's a very fun series there's even a movie where she faces uh nosferatu so uh, it, it's i highly recommend it it's very fun and um, I have to talk about for something I saw near the, that same era, which is uh, Connie Chan. Uh, but I think it was only released here <laughs> uh, because uh, it it had. Do you remember this sort of urban legend regarding uh, Samurai Pizza Cats that the the scripts were lost, so <laughs> they made a, a, the script entirely? Well, here is, something similar happened, but I, I actually talked with the dubbing. Uh, the dubbing director uh, and it's a comedy series filled with gags and pop culture references and the thing is that once it got here it's mo well actually once, with, once it got to Mexico which is where they did the dub nothing made sense at all you know it's a, a wacky series by itself but the thing is that uh, they didn't know how to actually make it uh, understandable for people who weren't Japanese because you know pants and stuff uh, and so they said, okay, scratch it all, we'll write the script, we'll just make it funny. And it's about this guy who just can't do no wrong. It's this huge sort of sumo wrestler type guy called Connie. His friends, uh, who is one, a, a, a very, uh, what's the word? Uh, but it, it, let's just say it's a girl sort of pervert and then we have a, a very similar character to Yokoshima and, and then we have this spoiled rich kid who is obsessed with round things but there's also this huge cast that 
spoofs all sort of things. Like there's an evil organization like Shocker, you know, the main bad guys from Kamen Rider or any other Super Sentai, you know, they're just the bad guys and their boss is sometimes only just this logo that floats around. Mm -hmm. uh, but they have like, uh, uh, this is, it, the show it's all gagged after gag after gag, you know, small segments. So sometimes you have this weird uh, samurai fish dueling or a, a weird episode about something like, you know, uh, season birds that fly by, only it's rocket men, tiny rocket men. <laughs> and you, you also have, you know, gags you know, relating, you know, the this boss character from the bad guys that has... Uh, relationship issues with his wife who is like a female version of him you know with all the armor and stuff and and also you know stuff regarding that they can't afford something be layoffs and stuff like that and and then video game spoofs there, there's a, there's one of the episodes one of the segments that's directed entirely as a visual novel you know with just these standard animations and this sort of swipe uh, transitions from one drawing to the other and you actually get to see the options on screen it's a uh, really really weird <laughs> i believe uh, it but it's fun at least uh, the latin dub it's hilariously fun um and then uh, to mention something that's a bit more current uh there's this uh, tv series called bento it's based on some light novels in Japan. Uh, it's a fighting series about kids in high school who, you know, having small allowances and living away from their parents and paying for studies and stuff. They have to, you know, purchase food uh, that's on discount. And there's actually like an underworld regarding fighting in other high school students in order to buy <laughs> the discount food. And they have like rules, like uh, only after the sticker that says on discount is paid and the uh, clerk goes away, you can start the fight. And the animation is gorgeous and the character designs are great. And it's hilarious how far they go when it comes to animation and the fight scenes for food on discount. <laughs> Uh, it's it's quite great. I I highly re recommend it. It's uh, <laughs> real fun. Uh, the the designs are neat. The uh, the fight scenes are great. And in order to mention something that's incredibly awesome that I'm loving every moment of it that's coming out right now, just kill la kill. It's it's amazing. I'm loving oh, yes. it. Oh yes, oh yes. Kitty Ock was <laughs> telling us about that. Right. <laughs> I'm loving it. Uh, but uh, uh, let's keep moving. Uh, ben, your turn. Well, I actually haven't been watching a lot of anime lately. I'm trying to fix that, but uh, Kill a Kill is definitely on my watch list. I just need to, you know, actually watch it. Uh, I tried watching Attack on Titan. I don't like it. It's it's not badly done, but I don't like it. It's it's not hard to understand why people like it, but I don't like it. <laughs> it's <laughs> does, does that make sense at all? Uh, like, no, uh, sort of. I, I, it sort of makes sense to me because I have other friends that are having the same reaction. Only there have been some stubborn guys that go, "No, the animation sucks." I'm like, "Dude, Attack on Titan has more frames in one episode than some series in its entire run." Oh, I mean, that's seriously. true. That's true. But 
I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I can understand why. It it just doesn't jive with me. I mean, it 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 doesn't jive with me. I I I tried. I've really tried. But it just doesn't. It, it it just doesn't click. It's like I'm looking at it. I'm like, yeah, it's it's kind of well done. Yeah, it's nice, but it, it, this isn't How my did thing. How you get on, on the series? Episode one. Episode one, dude. It it's. I no, 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 no. You're not doing. You're not doing that Avengers shit. With no, 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 no. I'm not doing the Avengers shit on you. It's just that uh, the the first episode uh, doesn't show you the way the actual show goes i mean it's like just reading the the wall crawl on on star wars i mean seriously it's a the after the third episode it's sort of only there that you get the real status quo of the series and then it also changes again i mean the the series has big changes along its way so it's uh it's hard to you know i'm not gonna say like Seriously, if you if you don't like Avengers or Mightiest Heroes, uh, you sort you still do have the this sort of status quo that the series is going after after the first episodes. But Attack on Titan really does make some big turns on its way. Uh, so I I I would really even though you might end up not liking it, uh, it's not like the first episode at all that's the thing for instance you end up you end the first episode with the kids uh, with the main characters being like eight years old and the actual show has them like being 15 or 16 just to, you know just to mention something but keep keep going with other stuff that's not attack on titan it's, okay. this has nothing to do with mikasa being my waifu because i'm not a weebo at all so keep going okay um let's see here <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've uh, you know Disney hasn't done anything I'm really looking at either. So you know it, it, it's not it's not just me not looking at anime at all. It's just you know nothing in anime is really interesting me right now. But I want to fix that. I want to look at other things. Kill a kill, kill a kill. Okay, I'm going to look at. I am that, going to look at kill. Fix, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to look at kill a kill. I will look at kill a kill. But Did you I like want... Gurren Lagann? I love Gurren Lagann. Then you're gonna really really love <laughs> kill a kill. It's the same it, guys, the same writer and the same director. Ex- and more books. Excellent, excellent. But you know, you get my point. It's like I'm it's looking. It's not just for, boobs. It's fan service in general. No, I, I'm looking for something that's like great again. You know, because you know something that's on the level of Avatar. I mean, that's like my gold standard for animation now. Is, is that's what I'm looking for from a writing team and an animation team? Something that's like where everything's cohesive and together and, and gorgeous at the same time. That's what I'm looking for from, from television animation. I know I'm setting a standard that some people are going to say is ridiculously high, and I'm never going to be happy because nothing's going to ever get close to that. And But that's what I'm looking for. And it's I, I know I'm not going to get it very often. I mean, hmm. I mean now that Bleach is over in Japan. and uh, It's going to start again, I heard. Really? Well, they're they... gonna keep adapting the animation, which sort of made a, a friend of mine a jerk because he was like, "Oh, they're never gonna animate it, so I'm gonna tell you everything that happens in the, the manga." Uh-huh. And he, he told all of that, and suddenly, "Oh, we're making the anime again!" And he's like, "Fuck." <laughs> <laughs> so you know, you, you know all about the uh, all about the uh, the secret history of of Ichigo's mom and all that now. Yep. Yes, okay. I do. 
Okay. <laughs> it's time for intermission, boys and girls. Movie Week in Review is the GeekCast Radio Network's weekly movie podcast. Steve and Mike take a look back on their favorite films and give you their thoughts. They also bring in co-hosts at times. If you are a movie buff, listen to M-Wire only on geekcastradio.com. Are you looking for a weekly dose of gaming news and retro? And check out Off the Cuff, available Fridays on GeekCast Radio Network from the producers of XRG. New name, same Tooncast is dedicated to the cartoons we grew up with. 100 episodes and more make up one of the GCRN's most popular podcasts. Join hosts TFG and Mike, Optimus Solo, Terror the Rising Star, and tons of guest hosts. We also have voice actor and writer interviews. Tune in to Tooncast as we look back on the cartoons that defined us as geeks. You can find Tooncast on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Tune in. And now back to the show. Okay, well, um, the the point remains is is you know I, I'm a guy of, of multiple tastes. I mean, I, I like stuff depending com- completely on if if it's funny, if it's good, and if it's not too far up its own asshole. If that makes sense. Yeah. In the show. Well, <laughs> another another example of that is Gantz. I mean, I yeah. fucking hate Gantz. <laughs> I only saw the first episode. Again, I I. I'm pretty sure it's the same thing as with Attack on Titan because the clearly that series started after the first episode <laughs> because it's like yeah this was just the intro sequence we just killed every character and now they're all here in a room something big is about to happen and then I never saw any other episode after that <laughs> yeah and uh, it is that sort of thing because it's like uh, I'm watching I'm watching anime and animation in general because you know i don't like this hyper realistic violence thing that some people just seem to get off on i mean i mean yeah. that's why i i fucking hated elfin lied because the first episode was like oh what the lied. i saw up to the ninth episode it was hard for me i only kept watching because a friend of mine was really into it and was okay i will spend the night watching elfin lied no, no, like, oh but you know what's the thing I, I do admire that series for actually topping itself off by not showing violence. And that sort of, um, it's, uh, you know, after all the every cute thing must be slain on screen, they went and like, oh, a puppy. Oh, no, the puppy's going to die. Of Sons of Bitches, they're not actually showing me how they're killing the puppy. They're only describing it. And it's off screen. And I'm imagining the worst. And this is terrible for me. Did OG yeah. do this? Well, Elfenlein is Elfenlein is just so bad because it starts with this 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 girl named Lucy who has horns, and because she's a horn, she's an elf or something because that that's how the Japanese work or something. I don't know. And basically, she goes crazy and she's and she walks around naked, killing people in this facility. Neil, you saw this with me, remember? Yeah, yeah. And it it just keeps it, it the violence just keeps like getting worse and worse and worse until a sniper shoots her in the head, knocks the metal helmet off her head. She falls into the ocean, and then she she comes retarded and keeps on saying new new new. And then some boy finds her, and then now it's a love comedy. It's like what the fuck is wrong with you, Japan? God. And this is why the anime oh. industry is in a slump in the West, because this is what well, people think anime is. 
<laughs> well, the there's the on Attack on Titan, they actually did a good job that after they have killed so many characters so out of the blue, that uh, I'm actually being surprised by every time a character does not die instead of dying. They, 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 I mean, there's been a high, very high death toll of characters that were actually developed. <laughs> I mean, it's not longer, you know, extra number three being killed. Suddenly, you know, one of the characters just gets killed and like, oh, damn it, they're all going to die, right? And then suddenly this sort of extra seems to, you know, have died and suddenly, oh, oh my God, he didn't die. Wow, groundbreaking. What yeah, a that's, twist. That's, that's, that's called teasing. That's called teasing. Pablo! Is Zordon calling you again? <laughs> oh, don't worry. It's just Rita Repulso. I, I bet they can. The others can handle it without me. I mean, they, just, they just gotta do the standard Megasaur formation using the Tyrannosaurus. I'll just show up later on with a flute if they're needing me. But well, they, they can Well, you know it. what? Unlike other people, you can actually fit in that Green Ranger costume. Oh, I wouldn't be so sure. I need animators with attitude. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could play a very convincing surgeon by now, but but no, no. So seriously, I have I have this weird physical condition, which is I'm rather skinny, but I look like a pregnant lady. You know, I have this like a beer belly, only I don't drink any beer, so it's weird. I don't know where where it came from. Uh, I need to do some exercise, mostly you know abdominal scratches and stuff like that but i i wouldn't look good on a power rangers outfit sadly for me i would yeah. look good on a kamen rider outfit though though those are very well padded and armored they have you know shoulder pads that actually made up for the lack of physical condition i am in <laughs> oh i saw the this latest crossover movie that crossover metal hero with kamen rider with super sentai and uh it's, it's underwhelming um, they fixed some of the stuff that was wrong in the previous crossover movie, uh, but did nothing of the things that they did right at all. Seriously, it looks like it was done on one third of the budget of the first movie. Yeah, but that's but, digressing, so let's get but, back to it. But yeah, so, you know, like I said, it's like, you know, Elf and Lie, that's, that's the thing is, is I just don't get the hyper-violence. I don't get it. I don't like it. I, I'm sorry if that if, if people are like, get get it or get off i don't care if you get it or get off of it i, I don't and it's i never will it, it just doesn't jive with me and i'm okay with hyper violence when it's uh for a reason when it's well localized it's not just oh i'm shocking you i'm shocking you i keep shocking you it's nothing but shocks right here for instance in the samurai x ovas uh the beginning my stomach actually hurt a bit after seeing, you know, this, all the slaughter the, the UBAs began with, uh, you know, the bird of Kenshin somehow. Uh, but the thing yeah. is that, wow, this is actually a, a real representation of the sort of violence that went on in this particular era. And this is actually the tragic origin story of this character who's going to spiral down in, a, you know, this well of, fuckness fuck upness you know it's it's all terrible from now on he's going to end up being this sort of heartless killer and all of this is happening in this violent world it's like this is the way we're going this is the world we live in and we're actually going to try to do something about it uh it sort of happens with uh attack on titan as well which is actually uh 
pretty subtle uh, when, with violence. It mostly happens, you know, off screen. Terrible things happen all the time, but it's not as visually gory all the time as it would. If it was visually gory all the time, explicitly ultra violently violent, uh, it wouldn't work. You would stop caring entirely. But Elfin Light, for instance, again, it's like, I don't care anymore after a certain point. Because, like, blood, 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 blood. Exactly. Exactly. And that, that's the problem I have with, with, you know, that's the problem I have with, uh, with Elfin Light. It's like, it's like, okay, where are you showing me that you haven't shown me before? Okay. Mm-hmm. You showed me that trick already. I mean, I mean, they have this one girl show up that also has horns. But the thing is, she has no arms and legs. She has like plastic arms and no, legs no. sleeves, and she's using. No, no, like her... she has arms and legs, and then they cut their arms and legs off, and then they put the, her some prosthetics, arms and legs, which they yeah, cut off and, again. And, and, and the <laughs> thing is, it, the, the way her arms and legs are torn off is extremely violent and gory and terrible. But then, you know, when she's back and she's a regular, she has these prosthetic arms and legs that basically she's using her psychic powers to like control and they pop off like comedically all the time yeah it's like it's like the the thing is this if if you're gonna go all the way serious and it's like a gory war story that's one thing (laughs) but then it's like oh my leg just popped off poof it's like (laughs) what the fuck's wrong with you i I Uh, think there's something actually mentally wrong with your core being to do that (laughs) Do you get what I'm saying, guys? Yeah. I do. It's like they saw Empire Strikes Back and thought, thought, oh, it's funny when C-3PO gets blown apart, so what if it was a real person? Well, <laughs> it, 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 it'd be like after Luke's hand got cut off and, and Darth Vader goes, need a hand, son? <laughs> I guys, got a hand I, to you. <laughs> I, 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 I got to make a confession here, guys. Um, I'm actually a bit more susceptible to robot violence than human violence seeing robots being turned apart and killed in horrible ways sometimes affects me more than seeing it being done on humans at least in animation and other some live action scenes hmm. for instance i actually felt mourned robo buffy you know the buffy bot yeah that gets basically slain you know turned apart by motorcycles that hurt, guys. And also on AI, artificial intelligence, that terrible, terrible movie where they have this carnival of flesh or something like that. Yes. Uh, you know how they tear apart robots and drop acid on them and all that? Mm-hmm. That gets to me all the time. However, watching a zombie movie, that's like, ah, meh. Oh, their guts are spilling again. That's nothing compared to, you know, hydraulic oil or stuff. I don't know. I just work that way. Okay. Well, don't judge me. Don't judge me. <laughs> no one judges anybody here at Animation Aficionados, <laughs> especially Neil. Right. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so, it's but the mission. but the thing is, like I said, it's a it that seems to be like the big stuff that everyone is talking about. Everyone that like the anime circles are talking about are these weird things where they like do hyper violence, and it's like. I don't want the hyperviolence anymore. I want I want stuff to where, yeah, there's some blood, but it's not like it's not like, oh, you can make out like, you know, you don't need to go to go to 
you know, you don't need to go to uh, to a medical school anymore. You just watch these animes, and when someone blows apart, you can actually freeze frame and go, okay, there's the tibia, there's the fibula. Oh, God. <laughs> that reminds me, first of all, of Mortal Kombat when they did this brutality thing, you know, they finish him with brutality. Not uh, finish him. Finish him. Th- yeah, they pop up like three skulls out of them. You know, they punch three skulls and four TVS. <laughs> and it's hilarious after that. I think that, that the thing behind this ultraviolence wave, it's that uh, back in the day, anime was the edgy stuff. You know, we had our American safe cartoons uh, and Japan was the edgy stuff. It was like, oh, nudity. Oh, death. Mm-hmm. And now, after everyone has caught up to it, after we have gotten used to it, I think people are trying to, you know, be edgier. And the way some people thought it was healthy to go was, you know, with ultra-realistic hyper-violence stuff. I don't agree with it, but I, I think that would be the reasoning behind it. You know, stupid, sucky Hollywood reasoning. Wait, wait. It, we've seen this same thing go on in Hollywood as well, you know, torture porn basically. Yeah. That's what most horror turned into. And, so. And that's something I disagree with as well because it's like, you know, I mean, the scariest thing is is what you don't see. And if you if you show something, then all of a sudden it's like, hmm. And you cock your head to the side and go, hmm. Yeah, I see it now. Yeah, I'm kind of prepared for this now. Yeah. Oh, that silence me. I saw One Missed Call, the American remake, like two nights ago. Way to go, CGI, ruining every sort of horror mood this movie could have had. You know, it's like, am I watching a movie or a bad Photoshop montage? Ah. But let's go back to anime. Yeah, it's. Um... So, yeah, like I said, just basically I haven't been keeping up with new or old lately, and I want to go back into it again, but I just don't feel any motivation to go back into it because it's it's always going to be like to me, hmm, is this going to be another one of those cases of of super ultra violence and or a pretentious director trying to tell a story about about how everything is not real and we're in the Matrix and uh, – and, and shit like that, or am I going to get something that's actually worth something? You know, I, I I want I want something with substance, not not a bunch of not a bunch of dogs. Not not some poopy existentialist crisis. Yeah. <laughs> um. I mean, I want something fun or something exciting, something that feels like an epic adventure. You know what I mean? And and I want something that that's done. Differently, not just a straight-on adaptation of something anymore. I want an anime animation team to do something that's like an anime animator's animation thing. I mean, like FLCL, Furikuri. Yeah, it, it, well, uh, something not quite like that. I mean, I mean something that's like more like a the classic hero's journey, as as uh, laid out by uh, Campbell's uh, Hero of a Thousand Faces. Uh, well, something... we were having a new Miyazaki film uh, nominated for the Oscars, The Wind Rises. I haven't seen anything about that one, so it would but, be interesting to check it out. But the, so, listeners, if you want to recommend to me an anime, put it in the comments. I will watch it. But uh, it, it's something like that. I want something that feels 
good, something that feels awesome, and something that makes me go, yes, this is what I want to watch. I mean, you know, good versus evil, uh, you know, great characters, great set pieces, something that makes me feel, like, glad to have gotten up and decided to watch this. I want something that, that gives me that feeling, not something that gives me that, oh, oh this thing again. Oh, the... <laughs> Yeah, I, I want something that that you know genuinely excites me, and and I don't think that's a lot to ask for. I I just want something that that's good and awesome and clean and fun and and able to make me just excited about anime and animation. I mean, I mean, good example of how you know, you know, and it can be an adaptation too. I'll, I'll watch an adaptation, but it has to be a good adaptation, not something that just does it does. A by the numbers adaptation. A good example of this, what I mean by this is, is that all that new Marvel anime stuff. I know it's not really new anymore. That stuff doesn't interest me because it's just like you know they're just doing a by the numbers adaptation. They're not really playing with it. But uh, you know, in the I think it was the late seventies, early eighties, there was this awesome, awesome manga adaptation of Spider Man. Hey, have you checked out the nineteen eighty one or nineteen eighty seven versions of Little Women? They're anime. <laughs> there have actually been two Little Women anime adaptations as TV series. I'm not I saw chick. them when I was a kid. <laughs> I am not a chick, Papa. It's an interesting <laughs> way to, you know, it's something that may interest you when it comes to adaptations and playing around with, you know, source material and it's anime and it's old school. <laughs> but what about, But like I said, there was this awesome manga adaptation of Spider-Man. Yeah, it is. It's a great one. Seriously. It's, it's one of the best. It's it's actually way more serious than American Spider-Man. And, no, uh, it's, it, it actually takes a lot of pages from, from Ditko's own uh, playbook, I think. Because it's... Because... Uh, j- just go check it out. I mean, the art's gorgeous. The, the story's amazing. And... I, I mean, this isn't a Spider-Man by the numbers just in Japan. This is this is something that's a little bit more than that. I mean, it, and, and just that's, in case, it's not uh, the Spider-Man adaptation. <laughs> I mean, there's no giant <laughs> robots, there's no alien spaceships. This is Spider-Man in Japan. That's it. But it's not just Spider-Man in Japan. It is a Spider-Man reinterpretation. That's not. It's like it gets the mythos. It gets the you know the the mythos, the the weight of Spider-Man down. Well, I, I remember one. Uh, I remember a final yes. page of one of those manga that was quite awesome to me. Uh, it was after uh, Spider-Man had defeated this villain and actually killed him by accident, uh, and the villain actually turned out to be like a, a lost brother of a certain character that he was helping to find. You're talking uh, about Electro. Yeah, it was with Electro. Thanks for reminding me. He basically kills Electro on accident because he doesn't know his own strength back then. And and turns out that Electro was the, the lost brother of a, of a friend of his. He was a love interest, actually. Uh, a love interest, even even more so. And the thing is that the, the final page is uh, the Japanese Peter Parker, because he's not called Peter, uh, just walking down the street real, you know, gloomy uh, with all this burden and all this guilt. And there's this newspaper clip floating around, you know, a newspaper page uh, that says uh, Spider-Man defeats Villain Electro, uh, worshipped as a hero or something like that. And I was like, wow, this is the exact polar opposite 
of the American Spider-Man where he saves the day and people, you know, hate him and the newspaper slams him. And here is like, he's the one hating himself here. Uh, and the newspaper is actually, you know, uh, cheering for him. And that was like, wow, the two ends of the spectrum and they actually complement each other rather well. Yeah. I mean, it was the same feel that the, reading the original Spider-Man run gave to me all the time. Yeah, it's it's and that's what I want to see. I want to see someone who like gets the pathos, the mythos of, of something when they reinterpret it, but they don't just uh, they don't just crib off of it or they don't do it by the numbers. Well, this is animation, so we're going to do X Y Z versus A B C. I want to see something that makes me go. Someone put some thought into this. I get this. <laughs> that and, reminds me. Oh, you, you you end up first, then I'll talk. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. No, it's it's, it's no. I was, I was pretty much I was pretty much finished. No, oh, it's a. Uh, there was a Q and A regarding uh, a Batman versus Superman. You know, the Man of Steel sequel. <laughs> and they were. I can't going, believe I'm rooting for Ben Affleck to kick this guy's ass. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Well, that's the thing. That's what they're saying. They're saying he, that he, 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 they're saying like, yeah, all we did wrong in in Man of Steel, we did it on purpose because now this that weights on him, and you'll see that all this the all the that toll in Metropolis. He that's because he wasn't uh, you know the Superman, and he was fighting someone on equal ground, so he had no control. But now we're gonna attack. Uh, we're gonna deal with that on this sequel because. Uh, we're gonna talk about uh, the sort of growth of the character that has gone to it. You know, the burden that has on top of him because of all this debt and destruction that he wasn't able to prevent. And he then I'm like, it. Yeah, no, and, and here's the thing that I go, wait a minute, burden and gloom and sorrow, right? Because of the debt and killing. I recall perfectly him making jokes and using violence and endangering people's lives and then just smiling his way to the daily planet and talking you know smiling with his mother i don't remember seeing the sorrow anywhere after you know his initial yeah there's this pain after he kills sod and he's like ah it's like okay that's it but after that he all smiles again it's like there's no remorse there <laughs> But like no no we totally did that on purpose and like no they didn't mm, <laughs> no you didn't the, the, the thing is the, the thing is is uh, on his screen trailers got it right I mean he honors both his parents by showing off his powers and letting innocent people die <laughs> <laughs> that's true I never saw it that way <laughs> have you seen that 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 honest that honest trailer. For Man of Steel yet, Pablo? Oh, it's is it new? I, I haven't seen it's, that one. It's just out. It is just oh, out. Oh no, I it haven't seen perfect. it. <laughs> That's perfect. I gotta see. It. Honoring both his parents, both his, <laughs> his like, showing off his powers and letting innocent Let people, people die. <laughs> which of which of his Robin Hood fathers to listen? Who <laughs> didn't even catch that the first time? Wow. Ah. <laughs> uh. Okay, let's get back to work because I, I gotta get going. So, what's your last anime pick or your other anime pick? I don't know how many have, more you have. I just have one more. And John, John. The, la- <laughs> the last one is Raujin Z. Of and I've, course. I've mentioned this one before. This is the one where it's it's the hospital bed that has, that has the supercomputer built inside and it, it can evolve. So, 
after a while it it's it's got like this uh decrepit old man that is taken care of but after a while it it, be, it takes on the role of his wife which gets kind of weird but it's still kind of funny and this thing goes on a rampage through the city and it has like robot tentacles that spout out of it so it's like grafting itself onto other pieces of machinery like it, it's like katamari damacy almost it by the end of the movie, it, it almost looks like Devastator, you know, with all the construction. Which Devastator? The good one. <laughs> like, oh, maybe maybe a little the bit like. The one that keeps his clothes on. Maybe the, a little the, bit like the like the like the newer one from the goddamn. Did, did uh, he have dangly parts? No, he didn't have dangly parts, but he it it kind of looked like. When he walked. No, he didn't have it. Didn't have that, but it did kind of look <laughs> like like just like crumpled up metal, kind of stuck together so yeah it kind of looked like new devastator which is unfortunate <laughs> but yeah it's uh, that yeah uh, yeah I'm, but I'm... It, this movie was written by the guy who did akira and it's not the animation tour de force that akira is but it sure is a hell of a lot more fun <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's it's like way funnier it's, and it doesn't have any like psychic kids there you're like what the fuck is with this and doesn't have tetsuo turning into a blob baby or anything like that it's just like 80 minutes of fun, and that's that's really what I want from an anime, from an anime movie. Well, that may be all you need. Yeah. So it's it's much better than Akira. I, I recommend it all the time, and nobody knows what the hell it is. I'm like, you've got to watch this. I remember seeing the trailer and being impressed by the animation, but I never got to see the actual anime. It is so goddamn funny. I mean, it's, just like such it. a, it's just such a fucked up premise. It's like, there's this hospital bed that has a supercomputer inside. And, it's, and it becomes the man's wife. Uh, that's one of the things I always love about Japanese animation. It's like, it doesn't matter what sort of silly or stupid idea comes around. It's like every idea is good if you actually make something good out of it. Uh, there was this Neil Gaiman uh, uh, Sandman uh, comic that uh, th this writer had abducted a muse who was uh, an, the ex-wife of Morpheus or something like that. And he kept her prisoner and raped her in order to get ideas. And, and then when Morpheus tries to release her and the guy goes, no, I, I need her because I'll run out of ideas and I, I need to be this popular writer and stuff. And he goes like, you want ideas? And he sort of like floods his brain with every idea possible all the time, you know, like it, no matter how stupid or weird or bizarre it was, like, man discovers he was a dog in a past life, uh, and now must uh, finds that his wife, uh, former wife who was a dog, is now a man or something like that, and uh, and he was just like overwhelmed by all these ideas. So he eventually releases the muse, uh, and you know, sort of go, goes tries to get back at his life. But that's the thing; it's like. The Japanese have no reservations when it comes to, oh, these four words put together, I'll make something out of it. Uh, just to mention a horrible, horrible example, there's uh, this manga that a friend of mine told me about. It's called Magical Girl of the End, Maho Shoho of the End. It's High School of the Dead, only instead of zombies, it's magical girls. As in zombie magical girls, infectious magical girls, as in you, they kill in hyper-violent versions people, and they turn into some sort of magical girl zombie, and then there's time travel, and 
It's like, what the fuck? But fuck it, we're Japanese. We're going to do it anyway. Hmm. There's good and there's bad, of course. But that's something that... That's the real thing that should have... That actually drove all the people to anime back in its day. Not how edgy it was when it came to how violent or how sexy it was. It was edgy in that they weren't doing it elsewhere. Just to say something real stupid. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Right. It's not Japanese, but that's the same sort of process, you know? Oh, I love mutants, Teenage Mutants from X-Men. <laughs> we love samurai monologues and ninjas from Daredevil and Ronin. Let's just splice it together and add some silly twist to it. It's Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But they actually took it seriously. You know, Eastman Alert actually developed that idea. They played on that ground and developed this whole world around it. And the Japanese do it all the time. There's um, a way more conservationist, uh, conservative uh, mindset uh, on this side of the world that doesn't allow for this sort of genius to sprout often. But uh, it's more on the execution. It's not just, you know, getting the wacky idea. They actually did some great execution and they're, they're still doing it. Uh, only now we are more aware of all the stuff that goes wrong as well, thanks to the internet. <sighs> That's it. I'm done. <laughs> all right. All right, well, um, I think that's a show right there. Oh, yeah. All right, so uh, wrapping up here, this is the first of what we will be calling the series of the Anime Grab Bag. And uh, this show's Ben. Well, how about just Animation Grab Bag? Because we might want to do other... other. Okay, uh, that's a great idea. Oh, animation yeah. Grab yeah. Bag. Animation Grab Bag. So uh, this is your host, Ben. We have TV, Mr. Neil. And Pablo Prino. And we're saying goodnight. Night. But please, you should just call me Nuku Nuku. I used to be an ordinary cat, but now I'm an all-purpose cat brain androbot built with the latest advancements in science and technology. To protect the world from the secret evil plans of Mishima Industries, I was created by the scientific genius Misaku Natsume. This is the totally cool and awesome story of my life. The real story is totally different, but never mind. This is my first day at school. Today I'll meet other people and learn how to fit into human society. Oh, wait a minute. Got to groom. Meow, meow. Class, this morning I was going to introduce you to a new student who will be joining your class at Manicoga Academy. But it appears that she has chosen to be tardy on her first day of school. Therefore, open your books to page number... <laughs> I'm so sorry. So sorry to be late. But how? This is the third floor. <laughs> now that we've cleaned up that mess, let me introduce... Miss Atsuko Natsume. Everybody, make her feel welcome. Hello, everybody. It's so nice to meet my new classmates. A newcomer, huh? <laughs> well, that means I have to sing a song. <gasps> la, 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 a 
newcomer comes out of the blue. She appears before us all. Oh, she didn't waste any time after transferring to this school. That stunt of hers must have been done to get the attention and hearts of all the boys. Well, she'll learn that I'm the queen bee around here. That's right. That's right. What Miss Chico says is right. Bad omen. Bad omen. She came from the direction of the rear demon's gate. Ugh. Something horrible is going to happen. Oh, they're so weird. Okay, guys, it's been fun. It's been introspective. It's been liberating. Uh, now I gotta get going. So, uh, all right. Take so, care, guys. All righty. Funny thing is, I've been noticing there's been lots of articles about petitions and shit about this Brian thing. Totally and pointless. It, well, the funny thing is, is people aren't reading what the Fox people are saying because the Fox people are saying stuff like, like, you know, you know, this uh, this petition will not influence our decision about bringing Brian back. Right. And it's it's like they're like, oh, they're not bringing Brian back. I'm like, no, did you read what they said? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, everything everything is they're dancing around what's actually going on. Yeah. And it, after we recorded last week's show, it was it kind of dawned on me like, oh, that's what they're doing. Okay. Well, but what I love is just how carefully they're wording their the, what they're saying. They're saying, you know, yeah. the petition is not influencing our decision about like, Brian staying dead or coming back to life. It's like it's like. That's not the same as saying, no, Brian's dead. We're never bringing him back. That's right. not the same thing. Right. They're saying the petition is not influencing our decision. Yeah. That means the decision's already been made and we already know what the decision is. Right. <laughs> and that's what I love is, is whenever, so, whenever a studio uses like that very specific lawyer-esque mm-hmm. l- l- you know, legalese, you, you know what they're doing. Right. And I find that hilarious. It is hilarious. But what I think is great is that I went back to see what the announcement was from like, uh, I guess it was June or July. Uh, one of the producers said something like, uh, a member of the Griffin family will be killed off and be replaced by a different character. And even that is carefully worded. I'm like, wait a minute. Vinny's a, <laughs> Vinny's a member of the family now, which makes yeah. him eligible for death. Yes. And Brian is a different character, and he can replace Vinny. I'm like, you bastards. Actually, the thing is, lots of things are confirmed. Vinny is only going to be in six episodes total. Yeah. Because whenever Fox hires like someone to be a guest voice, they have to list how many episodes they are as a guest voice for some reason because of unions and shit. Oh. So, Thanks, unions. Yes. Yeah, so we also enjoy the uh, the uh, the uh, other things unions bring us, but uh, yeah, six episodes only, and it, that's you know when someone's a guest voice for six episodes, we don't know what those six episodes are or what capacity in those six episodes. Right. We just know in six episodes. Right. And that could be anything to a yo to a major part in one of those episodes we don't know a cutaway gag perhaps because <laughs> i'm thinking this is going to be over in like two episodes this whole thing because there's there's a hint early on or early on in the last episode where it's like uh, uh stewie goes forward in time to see what the new christmas presents are going to be 
Yes. And I'm like, wait a minute. That means that the, that the time machine is still in play. So all Stewie has to do is find himself in the in the future. and uh, In two weeks. Say, yeah, I should say present day Stewie finds himself coming from the past. You know, takes the return button and do do do. He's back in time. He can save Ryan. Or he tells his past self and creates a time paradox. Or it, it basically, there's lots of outs here, and I think we both know at least five outs they have here. I mean, Jesus is a character in this show. Right there, I said it. This is this is the, this is the truth. Jesus is a character in this show. But what? The thing that that really struck me, and this is why I thought, this is why I wanted to record this, because what they did was so much more fiendish and evil than what I had previously imagined. Because they, what I said last time, where where I said that they they planted some of these clues, I was half right. They absolutely did plant clues, but they did it in such in the most evil way. Like that announcement I, I talked about earlier was at Comic Con. What they also did at Comic Con was show. Uh, production stills and promotional material from upcoming episodes and brian's in a whole bunch of those including a bunch of episodes that haven't aired yet but who isn't there Jimmy. <laughs> no 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 We're, even better who's not there is chris griffin i mean they cut chris griffin from like everything so it looks like wait a minute maybe chris is going to die so everyone think everyone on the internet is kind of following the same path i am but they think chris is going to get killed off and I'm like, no, 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 no. This is just this is just them throwing a, a ruse. So this was all planned in advance. So so the thing is, I think if you actually play Life of Brian backwards, yeah, you'll hear you'll hear George Harrison saying, <laughs> "Chris is dead." <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, maybe Seth Green wants to leave the show. No, wait, Vinny's a character. Vinny's a member of the family. Vinny's gonna die. <laughs> and what I think is gonna happen is. Uh, I think maybe it's going to be Stewie's going to go back in time and Vinny's going to be like, because uh, Vinny has to go too, because otherwise if, they, he, if he just goes back in time, then Vinny as a family member is erased. So Vinny's got to be there. He's like, I'm going to go with you, kid. So they go back in time together. <laughs> and they find the Best owner of Brooklyn Italian accent ever, Neil. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so they find the guy who owns the the Saturn. I think it's a Saturn. They They find the guy who owns the car. They stop him. And then, and then uh, Stewie has a change of heart because now he and Vinny are pals. He's like, wait a minute. If Brian doesn't die, then, then Vinny isn't a member of the family. Yeah, that, was, <laughs> that was terrible. So, so I, I predict that Stewie's going to hop in the car and go run down Brian. And then Vinny catches wind of this. He's going to stop Stewie from doing it. So he runs out over there, pushes Brian out of the way, and gets hit by the car. And then that's how Vinny dies. Which is dark. Heard- I have no idea how they're going to do this. All I know is it's going to be even weirder than that, and it's not going to be anywhere near as clever as that, Neil. Oh, well. I don't think clever is in the Family Guy vernacular anymore because it's all about shot gags and pop culture references. Yeah, but I just I just started to put it together. I'm like, oh, my God, Seth MacFarlane is trolling the Internet. This is the biggest trolling since Lonely Girl 15. And go Google <laughs> that, people. That I, 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 I know what it is. I know what it is. I, 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 watch, I'm, I watch Mental Floss. I know what that is. Anyways, uh, I, I, I think it's nowhere near that clever, Neil. I think what's going to happen is exactly what we see happening. 
they're gonna have like like you said they're gonna have like a couple episodes with uh, with with Vinny, and it's gonna be a weird feeling because I th- I think what they're gonna do is they're gonna pretty much like make Vinny you know Stewie's pal and. And, and number one is is the writer's intention, the creator's intention, and in what happens to the show is always different. Like a uh, good example is this, uh, when uh, The Simpsons was created, Bart was created to be the breakout character, but Homer became the breakout character. I think it's the same thing with with Family Guy, where Seth it always wanted the 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 friendship, the bond to be Brian and Peter, because that that's exactly how uh, Larry and Steve was. Yeah. Precisely how Larry and Steve was, but yeah, early Larry, on, Larry and Steve is basically uh, Family Guy 1.0. Yeah, and it's pretty much just Peter and Brian, yeah. but with but called Larry and Steve, but they're the exact same characters, the exact same voices, and uh, the the point remains is somehow after like season two, around season two is when the other writers started telling. Seth, no, 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 Seth, you got it wrong. The, the the chemistry is Stewie and Brian. That happened on Road to Rhode Island. Yeah, which was around season two, season three, I believe. I'm not sure which I one. I think it was early season two. I, I don't no, think it was really. uh, Maybe it was later. Maybe it was toward the end of season three, now that I think about it. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, Road to Rhode Island is what really cemented that was the dynamic because and they were like we got this down and then canceled and you're right but it, it, that really was one of those instances where again watch those first three seasons there's lots of peter and brian episodes and a lot of them were not that good what they weren't i still hold that the first three seasons are better than that, that that's true, but the but the Peter Brian buddy episodes were bad. True, they were bad in that the two characters really didn't have chemistry. I mean, you have no, they idiot, didn't. You have an idiot and a pseudo intellectual. Okay, well, <laughs> old, well, you know what? Then the show should have taken place in San Francisco because you get that all the time walking down the streets. An idiot and a pseudo intellectual. I mean, that's uh, whenever you get a that guy with the glasses crossover, you get the same thing. Oh, gee. <laughs> I'll let you pick who is who, but uh, the po- the point remains is that there's 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 no way that Family Guy would keep Brian killed off. No, I mean he he's their cash cow, and 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 I bet you that Seth's gonna like throw in lots of you know you know, reverse masking shit in the next episodes or the production team will, because this, this, this all has, this whole, this all has, you know, uh, turn me on dead man bullshit going on right now. Right. <laughs> don't know what that is. Look it up. Yeah. You, you don't Neil? I do. Okay, good. Well, I'll explain it. It's uh if you play revolution number nine backwards, you hear, turn me on dead man, turn me on dead man, turn me on dead man. Yeah, I, I, that, that's that's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> right. Because lots of that backward masking shit is not even close yeah, to what they say it says. Or, or it's just audio pareidolia. You don't even hear it until somebody suggests it to you. Well, well you actually, the "Turn Me On, Dead Man" is probably the most clear one that actually sounds what they're like. What they're saying it sounds like. Right. But all the rest is bullshit. Yeah. 
like Stairway to Heaven, though, the Oh Sweet Satan thing, which you cannot hear at all until somebody like actually says it, and then you hear it in the song. Well, it's just like, you know, when the, you know, playing forward the song, uh, you know, Tiny Dancer, mm-hmm. you know, Elton John isn't asking for Tony Danza. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although I imagine he did have a crush on Tony Danza. In the oh, well, maybe, yeah. Well, Tony was like ripped, ripped back then, dude. <laughs> I mean, he really took care of himself back then. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh boy, how do we get to Tony? Oh yeah, yeah. A, but yeah, I just don't see this being anything else but, like you said, just a not so clever ruse. Yeah. Well, I think we already knew that, but once I figured out what, what they were doing, what all the clues meant. I'm like, oh, you bastards. This is well, fucking evil. Actually, this is actually really funny because, uh, you know, I keep on going back to the Paul is dead bullshit. And lots of it, I see parallels with this. Because, you know, Paul apparently died in a car crash. And, like, songs like I Heard the News Today, you know, you you blew your mind out in a car and stuff like that. And, and how, how did Brian die again? Got hit by a car. Yeah. And one thing we missed last week is that there was an episode where like a human version of himself came from an alternate reality and gets hit by and he gets hit by a car. Yeah. (laughs) What's funny is that uh, there was I saw another interview with with some of the writers and they were talking about how they you know presented it to the to the cast and they were all like on board with it immediately and they thought it was like great new and fresh and everything and and when you put it in like in the uh, in the context of of we're going to fake Brian's death and then immediately bring him back. It's, it's yes, this is great. We're going to, we're going to troll the internet, and uh, and also do a huge rating grab that we're going to immediately reverse in like uh, two episodes. Well, by the new year at the latest. Yeah. Well, the reason why I think it's two episodes is because that the uh, Christmas episode. Yeah, the Christmas episode is on December fifteenth. Ah. I'm like, wow, that's fast because you know that's. The crisp, it was specifically the Christmas season that, that Stewie said he was going to. Yeah, so it's like, you okay. think that's fast? So I imagine, like, somewhere in that episode, he's going to be like, wait a minute, I went forward in time, and then runs out, runs out the door. <laughs> I imagine you are right. Yes. I just don't see this as very clever. I think this is, this is desperate. It is kind of desperate. It's... I th- I think the the uh, I think the way that they put it together is kind of ingen- is kind of genius because uh, they have they have clues that throw you off you know, like every like right now everyone thinks it's gonna be Chris and I'm like no 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 you're all wrong so that part's clever uh, I don't think the execution is going to be clever I think it's going to be like uh, you know a complete reversal everyone gets pissed off and uh, and then. Uh, and then the show goes back to normal, and no one cares again. Although I, I looked at the right. ratings, and the ratings are steady, so it's not like Family Guy is hurting. It's it's been the same as it always has been. So I don't know. At the same time, I think same as it always has been is is what kind of killed The Simpsons, you know? True. Because you know, after season seven, season eight of The Simpsons, you know, it's like boom. So I, I always felt like The Simpsons was this thing that people just sort of took for granted, kept on as background noise, and never really... That's possible. 
I think the same with Family Guy, and it's like they they did this just to sort of shock people to be like, what's happening now? Yeah, because the next two episodes I'm going to predict will have killer ratings because everyone's going to be like, what's going on? You know, because I don't think I don't think the episode in which Brian died, you know, did anything that special because no one saw anything coming, and then all of a sudden it was in the news the next day. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like any time you see a major event in the news, it's like no one. Like, something that happens actually live on TV. No one, like, hardly anyone sees it happens live, but, like, everyone will, will have seen the footage by, like, 20, 24 hours to 48 hours. And, Another 48 hours. Yeah. And I don't know why, but, but the producers of Family Guy and the Fox Network did not really make the episode available immediately. It's like, okay, it's on Hulu Plus, mm-hmm. but, like, not a lot of people have Hulu Plus. And so you basically just gave a lot of you you gave like two or three youtube uh channels a, a free boost yeah that, that was like the only way to see it yeah yeah you're right it was pretty much the only way to see it yeah that was kind of weird it was i and agree. They had to was... know that was going to happen they knew let's be clear neil they knew yeah they knew they knew maybe they were counting on like a spike of uh hulu plus Subscriptions, maybe, which was not going to happen. <laughs> or maybe they knew the whole world would be watching this weekend to find out what the hell happened. It's like a strange thing happened last weekend, and we wanted to know how it happened, so we're watching again. But the funny and... thing is that this week's episode is just like a regular episode. It's just like, you know, it has nothing to do with what happened last week. So it's just like them poking the fans in the eye once again. Well, it's just like when they when they got rid of you know finger quote got rid of uh, uh, Cleveland, mm-hmm. they had an episode where they got a new black friend for their group, and then where'd that guy go? Well, that guy was just a joke. That was uh, God, I can't remember. That. that was just Kevin Michael Richardson standing in for one episode. Hmm. Right because yeah, I don't think he I don't think he was intended to come back. It felt. It still feels weird when because they're like, here's a replacement character f- to be our friend, and then the replacement character goes away. It feels weird though, you know. You, yeah. And if this is the same kind of thing. It's like, here's the replacement character to replace our friend. <laughs> it's the same thing, Neil. Yeah. I mean, they they could make they could make a they could make a Family Guy spinoff called The Rejects, where they have Vinny and uh, Jerome and like uh, replacement. The Peter and placement, uh, yeah, they have New Jerome. Brian. No, they have Jerome, uh, Vinny, and uh, James Wood all hanging out together because they're 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 the the rejects. No, you you don't see it, Neil. Well, they killed off James Woods, didn't they? So in the Family Guy, uh, I can't believe I'm going to say this. The Family Guy canon, James Wood is James Woods is dead. Oh come on, Neil. This is a world that has Jesus. I know, but they're usually pretty consistent about keeping people dead, except under like extreme circumstances where they bring them back. I'm calling it. They are going to do that. They are going to have like, like a new fa- Family Guy spinoff called The Rejects, where <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I know it's I know it's a long shot, but I know they're but I bet you that's what they're going to do because yeah. because one thing Seth loves doing is pointless spinoff shows. What was that Seth MacFarlane domination? That one yes. Where it was like... CollegeHumor.com. Like, yeah, it was like uh, six or seven different shows that all have the same premise as Family Guy. 
and Cleveland show and American Dad. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the most accurate parody ever. Seth MacFarlane domination. Ma, Pa, and kids. Yeah, I see way too much. This is this is not going to turn out well. Are they still planning on doing the Flintstones? I think that one just hit like permanent hell. Good. Permanent production hell. Because after just... seeing Flintstones on the rocks, that would have just been a travesty. It's like here here's the best homage to the original show, and then here's Seth MacFarlane's version. Yeah. It's it's gonna be bad, Neil. I don't know why anyone has hope about this. It's just gonna be bad. Yep. Anyways, I think that's uh that's what you wanted to record. Yeah, yeah, that'll do.